0: Today we're going to talk about your relationship with yourself, because it's not just this fluffy thing that's nice to talk about. It has a direct impact on your relationship with food, how you show up in your life, the reasons why you might self-sabotage or numb, and I'm going to talk about, first of all, what it means to have a good relationship with yourself, and also how to work on your relationship with yourself, steps you can take to improve your relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Binge Eating Coach podcast, the podcast that helps you go from intellectually knowing how to stop binge eating to really taking action and healing your relationship with food because you deserve more space in your life for the things that really matter to you. My name is Krista Couch, your host, recovered bulimic and binge eating coach. Now let's get started. Hey friends. I am so excited for this episode. I planned this episode last week and I've been thinking about it throughout the weekend and doing some pondering on this topic of what is a good relationship with yourself? What does that mean? Why does it matter? And this is so important because our relationship with ourselves is our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves. And what happens is our thoughts and beliefs create our emotions and drive our actions and therefore create our results. So if you're binge eating, that is a direct chain reaction of you having thoughts and beliefs about yourself or about your body. And it might not feel very direct. You might not currently recognize the ways that this impacts you, but it does impact you. So one thing that I really want to touch on is what does make a really good relationship with yourself? Because one thing I don't want you to feel discouraged by is right now, if you have all of these negative thoughts and beliefs about yourself, if you don't really love yourself, that doesn't mean that you can't get to the point where you work on this. It doesn't mean that it always has to be that way. A good relationship with yourself isn't arrogance. It actually creates more space In your heart to love other people more, to accept other people more, when you truly feel acceptance towards yourself. And of course, the word good relationship is going to mean something different to every person. But I like to define it as intentional. A relationship with yourself and thoughts and beliefs about yourself that you like and you've chosen intentionally. Because when you are able to choose the way that you view yourself, and do that intentionally, you're able to pick and choose what patterns you want to hold on to and what you want to let go of. And most people never get to the point where they do that. They never get to the point where they challenge the way that they view themselves. They never purposely choose what results they want to create in their life. And so you listening to this podcast and thinking about how you want your relationship with yourself to look is an amazing first step. What I want to share with you today is that this is something I constantly am working on. I also have thoughts and beliefs about myself that hold me back. Sometimes I have days where I don't feel great when I look in the mirror, or I doubt my abilities. I doubt my value. And that is just being human. Of course, every human is going to have moments of doubt. That does not define what Your confidence levels are, or how great you are at loving yourself. The key is when you have self doubt and when you have those moments when you don't feel great, how do you respond to that? Do you pay attention to it? Do you work on it? And that's what's made the biggest difference for me. It's not that I have this perfect view of myself and I always am positive and always think nice things about myself. I just work on it actively. And that's what I help my clients do. My clients come to me and they're struggling with their relationships with themselves. They are mean to themselves and oftentimes don't even notice it because it's so second nature. They're so used to being hard on themselves. Saying, I should have done this. I suck at this. I have no willpower. I'm weak. When it's so easy to be that mean... It's hard to even recognize it. So what the work is, is learning how to change those thoughts and beliefs and get to the point where you have new thoughts that you can grab onto that can help you create new patterns. So, for example, when you look in the mirror and you think, ugh, that's just disgusting. And I know that you've probably had those moments. It's not about all of a sudden looking in the mirror and loving yourself and thinking, oh, I look so good. It's about noticing, oh, that wasn't very nice of myself and calling it out. It's about changing that thought to something you truly believe and that still resonates but doesn't feel as draining. Think about what you would tolerate in a relationship from someone else. You probably would not tolerate being around a friend who constantly beat you up mentally said you look terrible you are terrible you're lazy you're weak nobody wants a friend like that so if you're treating yourself like that if you're talking to yourself like you're just dirt and you don't deserve kindness you're probably not going to want to just be in your own presence probably distract and stay busy and avoid being with your own brain because your brain's mean And so the work there is not all of a sudden just being super nice to yourself. The work is calling yourself out and not tolerating your own inner bully. And that is the first step. So when you notice yourself being mean to yourself, don't just tolerate it. Call it out. Then the next step is work on building bridges. So what I mean by this is when you're used to being hard on yourself, being mean to yourself, you're not going to all of a sudden think and believe things about yourself that are the complete opposite. So the goal is to instead build a bridge between the thoughts and beliefs that you hold right now and the ones that are going to help you live your best life, a life that you feel great in, a life that you're eating intentionally, your relationship with food feels good. So The first step is figuring out what can I truly believe that will get me one step closer to where I want to be, the things I want to believe about myself. And maybe that starts with believing it is possible that I am enough. It is possible that my body is okay the way it is. Or maybe it starts with thinking about a friend and how a friend would how you would think about a friend who was looking in the mirror or in the same situation as you and thinking the same thoughts you are. What would you say to that friend? What would you believe about your friend who is in the same situation as you? These are just a few examples of ways that you can start bridging that gap between what you currently think and believe about yourself and what you want to begin thinking and believing about yourself that will create a better relationship with yourself, and food. So the final part of this is after you started to call yourself out and bridge the thoughts in your brain, the final step is to start paying more attention to the type of relationship you want to have with yourself, to raise the expectation of what's possible. The reality of most of our interactions is we don't have examples of people in our life who love themselves fiercely. And we have pretty low expectations of what self love really looks like. Something that I feel very lucky to experience is I have a lot of people that are in my life that are very invested in self help and growing as a person. And I'm able to learn from their examples of loving themselves fiercely and it's such a different approach to self-image and self-love. I think that I used to fear loving myself because I associated self-love with this level of arrogance. I was kind of afraid of loving myself too much, afraid of just giving up on myself or I don't know, just something bad happening if I loved myself too much. The truth is is that never happens. What happens when you love yourself more? is you're able to treat your body with more care. You're able to be more empathetic and caring towards other people. You're able to build deep, meaningful connections. As far as I've noticed, when my clients start loving themselves fiercely, it only leads to good things. It only leads to positive changes. It only leads to a better life. So, When you think about self-love, you might not consciously be deciding to just love yourself the minimum amount possible. But you probably have a little bit of a fear if you're like many of the people that I interact with, that if you love yourself too much, something bad will happen. And that's a lie. What happens when you love yourself is good things happen. If you notice those thought errors come up. If you notice yourself fearing loving yourself too much, start to call that out. Start to notice that that's a lie. A huge part of what we work on in coaching is completely tearing down these old unhelpful belief systems that are leading to you feeling stuck. When you're not meeting your potential, when your life feels out of control or disconnected, It's because your relationship with yourself and the beliefs you have about yourself, the thoughts you have about yourself needs some work. And that's not a bad thing, but what we work on in coaching is doing that work, making the changes in your relationship with yourself that will help you stop binge eating, that will improve the trust you have in yourself that will improve your ability to take care of your body with love and compassion. So if that's what you're going after, if you want an amazing relationship with yourself, an amazing relationship with food, that is possible for you. Right now is the last week where you can sign up for this last group coaching cohort of the year. So if you're interested in finding out more information about that, By the time this episode comes out, there's a very limited time to sign up, so make sure you jump right on that. I look forward to talking to you next week on the Binge Eating Coach podcast. I know you want to overcome binge eating and have an easier relationship with food, but it's easier said than done sometimes. And there's a lot of things that I know now that I wish I knew when I was going through this and I was trying to overcome binge eating. And so I created a course with all of the things that I wish I knew about motivation and obstacles that come up. If you wanna learn more and sign up for this course, you can find it at kristacouchcoaching.com course. I look forward to seeing you there.